A child's death that has haunted the town of Pekin for the past year. On November 18th, 13-year-old Robert B. was reported as a runaway by his mother. However, we have been in touch with the Illinois State Police and are in the process of entering information of a missing or endangered person advisory. And what happened to Robert B. brought people in Pekin out to search for answers themselves weekend after weekend. Thousands of leads poured into the Pekin Police Department. The search for the teenager coming to a halt on a hot July day when his skeletal remains were found. This is Ashes to Ash, The Disappearance of Robert B. Episode 14, The Hunt. Currently listening to the audio podcast version that is taken directly from the video documentary series. The video documentary version is available to watch on YouTube at Ashes to Ash TV, on Facebook at Ashes to Ash Shoe Crime, and on the website www.ashestoashtv.com. Victoria, one of my crew members, and I had arrived at the house that Bonsai was allegedly killed at. I proceeded to knock on the door while Victoria stayed in the vehicle to film, and with no luck of anyone answering the back door, I then proceeded to the front door and knocked again. Victoria and I continued to look through the basement on the house that Bonsai was allegedly murdered in. We were trying to see if there was a fridge freezer still in the basement. Okay, okay, yeah, no, definitely. Wow. Spiderweb? Oh, wow. Spiderweb? Is there a deep freeze? Can you really sleep down here? I guess. I'm filming spider webs. Oh, there's a bathroom. Oh my god. Wow. We didn't get out that door too much. You want to go uh, No, no go, go look. You don't, I don't think you want to go out that door. Oh, Lord. I think after I emailed the cops in December, I was a little disheartened that I got zero response from them, but I didn't really know why I didn't get a response. I didn't know if I should have provided more information in the email. I didn't know if I should have insisted upon meeting. So I kind of thought I needed to take another opportunity to really kind of push that I needed to talk to them and to try to set up a meeting. So I decided to set out another email to really try to get them on board so that they would listen and hear out my information. July 1st. Hello, Chief Dossie. It's been a while. A lot has happened since last we spoke. I saw Seth Rainey got promoted. He must be very excited. Let him know I said congrats. I was hoping I could chat with you or Rainey or both of you on the 1st of July when I'm back in town. I know you guys must have a lot going on with COVID and protests, so let me know if meeting is not an option. Obviously, we are not asking to film or record this in any way. We will, of course, honor this. I also understand that you guys might not be able to say a single word about the case back to me, which I will 100% respect and understand. I believe we have a good idea of what might have happened to Bonsai, and I'd like to explain what we've uncovered, 
how we got the information, and why it seems credible. We've done a lot of work here and combed through hundreds of tips. I think I might be able to provide helpful information. Thank you, Ash. I received a message back from Chief Dossie in regards to my inquiry to meet on July 1st. Then we proceeded to email back and forth. If you are in on that Wednesday, July 1st, we can make time to meet. We've always stated that we listen to any information regarding this case. We will meet with you, but understand that it is by appointment only and we do have protocol in place where one will have to have a temperature check and follow other social distancing guidelines. We would prefer one person to come in. Our facility is still locked down as part of a phased reopening. As stated, this would not be filmed or recorded in any way. Our intent would be to listen to the information you believe you have uncovered that might be new information to us. Thanks for reaching out. Chief Dossie. Wonderful. Thank you for the response. Yes, I'm happy to come alone. Yes, I'll respect all protocol, social distancing, etc. And of course, I will not record any part of the meeting. An appointment is fine with me. What time works for you on the first? I can make any time that day work. Thank you again. I am looking forward to showing you what we've uncovered. Have a great day. Ash, how about 10 a.m. at the police department, Wednesday, July 1st? That is perfect. Thank you. See you at 10 a.m. on the 1st. Victoria and I had started prepping for the meeting with Chief Dossie and Rainey. We discussed this as we drove to the meeting. We looked back at the audio and video we had captured in order to create a comprehensive packet for the cops and so that I would have all my ducks in a row when we met with them. I mean, I feel like we worked all yesterday compiling all the stuff for the cops and then I woke up at 5.30 to continue what we had done last night. My ex-boyfriend confesses that his friend is Jonathan, which I know is my friend. Mm -hmm. They had something that, that the body, I didn't know anything about it besides that they had moved the body and that he knew about the death of it. And she was dating this girl named Teresa Rainsell, which um, Jonathan, I both, I know them both, so I know what they're saying he's saying is true. Yeah. So one of the most disappointing things that's happened in this case is I was speaking to Teresa Vansell via messenger and she basically said via messenger that she knows what happened to Bonsai and that the cops didn't give a fuck. Terry writes back to me and she says he was murdered and then she said and the cops know who and then she wrote then they obviously don't give a fuck. And it was always a moment where I really wanted to talk to her to find out why she said that, what, what she knew and why she thought the cops didn't care. So I was really upset when I tried to message Teresa back and I was blocked from her accounts and I was unable to send messages or even see her profile any longer. So I really felt like I had taken a giant step back when I was on a really good track with being able to talk to her. So that was really disheartening and I really felt that the information she had or what she knew was extremely important to this case so that was a huge setback for me. Said that they moved the body and I'm like, I knew they had something to do with it but I didn't have, you know, the whole big picture. Well, that Teresa little girl, she told me one night that it was an accident. That's pretty much all that she told me was it was an accident and it wasn't meant for it to happen and that, that they moved the body or something like that and I'm like, well, she, she, she actually said this to me and then recently, Randy, I've been friends with him for about 15 years. His name's Randy Sayo. He just told me that, like, yeah, in death what happened. Okay. And so, and so Randy Seidel. Yes, now that is someone that was there. So he was at the home the night this happened, and then he's the one who's relaying this information to you. Yes. Okay. And so 
Um, who was all at the house? Josh McCurry and Teresa Vincel. Okay. Jonathan Tandy. Right. You know, there's people, the that people hung out at, we're getting high at, and there's like, yeah. you know, and I know all these people because I was, you know, a little bit of a, a like kind of a drug house where people yeah, so, and, you know, okay. so you can kind of picture there's a lot of people here. Yeah. And um, who else? Where am I? Uh, Jamie McGurry. Okay. And is Jamie, how is Jamie related to Josh? That's his brother. Okay, it's a guy. Okay. Yes. So I guess up to this point, she's talking about Teresa Vansell. That's the one I was saying we wanted to talk to. And then Randy Seidel, I think, is in jail right now. He never, I tried to reach out to him on Facebook and I couldn't get anything. I also reached out to Jamie. And one thing that's really odd about what happened with Jamie, now granted, it's a Facebook message with someone I'm not friends with, so I never know if they get it. Right, right. But it was Jamie that told to watch my show. Because when friend requested me, okay. I accepted the friend request and then I said, wow, I've been hoping to talk to you. And he was like, what? And he seemed, he was like, why do you want to talk to me? Right. This is me writing to him. I am so happy you friend requested me. I was hoping I could chat with you. Also, we can chat off the record and 100% anonymous. Please let me know if we can set something up. And then I gave him my phone number. And he said, question mark, question mark, question mark. Sorry, you might have me confused with someone else, LOL. But I thought it was really weird that Jamie tipped him off about the show yeah. after I'd messaged Jamie. Because the message I sent to Jamie was like, I know where you were. I know you were in that house. Uh -huh. You need to tell me what happened. Was like, he like super apprehensive? Did he even respond to you? Jamie didn't. Okay. did though. Okay. Your name has actually come up too. Not that you had anything to do with Bonsai's death, obviously. But did Josh ever ask you to hold on to any of his stuff after Bonsai died? Maybe, maybe it was kept in your garage. So then he says, never did he ask me to hold anything. When he was like, yeah, Jamie told me to watch your show. When what context did he tell you to yeah. watch the show? If I was Jamie and somebody there. from online was like, I know what you did that night. Yeah. I didn't say that exactly. I said it more diplomatically, but like, don't you think you would be like, not, well, maybe not talking about it or not telling you to watch the show? Yeah. So Unless it doesn't, like, right, like maybe, or, and that's another thing too, might know, and they could have been seen if he wanted to be friends to see what I was posting. Okay. I don't know that, but anyways, so that's the people they've really mentioned so far. Okay. So, and okay. then she was basically saying that they were all at, at a get together at 1400 Heelman. Where we were today. Where we were today. Okay. Unless all these people are like out to get Josh McCreary, yeah. which I'm not saying is an impossibility. How did that get started? If it is, if it is for some reason an unfactual rumor, how did it get started, and how are so many of the details the same? Like, and is everyone's on board? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Peak municipal building. Okay. Cool. I started to get a bit anxious as we got close to the police station. Although I was fully prepared, I was still a bit nervous. Wow, so this is really interesting now. <laughs> I definitely feel like we're onto something. And what's cool is I feel like we keep narrowing it down further and further, right. which I don't think we had that before, you know? Pick you up in the front of the building or on the... 
Yeah, I think you pick up in front because okay. it's not obvious. Yeah. Have the audio going yeah. just because in case. Have yours on so in case I say, I don't know why I blurred something out without putting my audio on. But just yeah. have it going because you can just pick me up. Like, I don't think okay. it's going to be weird yeah. if, if, if we feel like someone's getting spooked by our presence or yeah. you being out there, I'll just call and tell you, like, move yeah. so they don't think. I mean, I don't think they're going to think, oh, they have some microphone that yeah. does but I just don't know I like yeah. legitimately have no idea what they're going to be worried about yeah. or maybe they're not worried at all yeah so maybe they already know this information they actually don't even give a shit I'm coming in <laughs> that also could be a great possibility are you ready yeah okay. as ready as I'll ever be as ready as you'll ever be we're gonna do great I so wish I was gonna hit <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. But I can't wait to see ya. So man, right? You're gonna oh, you're be in the like, car, like gonna, so? a, this is like watching a series and yeah. you're like, what happens next? Exactly. I'm gonna come out and be like, nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. I don't I'm like literally park a new thing right. right. Yeah, that's Here. fine. You can just <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Cool. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm gonna go one over. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, for now. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let me grab my purse and my coffee. All right. Best of luck. After the meeting with the police, I hop back in the car with Victoria to tell her about everything we had discussed. All right. Yeah. We can pull away. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so? They didn't really say much. Okay. To me. Okay. I felt like they had gotten that information for the first time. And detective, so I was in there with Rainey Dossie and there was someone from like the public relations, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm sure to make sure that nobody said anything to me. Mm -hmm. But he was like writing down all the names. They wanted like everything I had. At least to hand the thumb drive back to them. Okay. So they gave me a thumb drive. Please make sure you come back in the morning and give this to us. So that is really interesting. I definitely got the impression that they were very much, had been very much schooled on like not to react to anything I said, but I very much got the impression that they had not heard what I knew. Yeah, so I basically played both audio clips okay. that I had and then I read the transcript. Yeah, so I felt good. I did feel like I was listened to. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. And I was very just, I stuck to the facts. I did, never diverged. And if I said anything that was speculation, I said, this is, this is what I've gathered from that. But I was basically like, I have no, I have no validity there. So I felt really good about how I said everything because I was really careful. When I was talking to them, I just wanted to stick right to it. And I felt like I did a really good job of that, so. Yeah. Even that they were really, that they were open and receptive was awesome. Yeah, and I got the impression that they care. If I wasn't being played, it felt very genuine. You know, it felt like they were very interested in what I had. Okay, so yeah, my thought is like, let's go back and just regroup for a second and try to come up with a new list for information. I'll start getting some of the stuff together for the police that I think is valuable. And on their thumb drive and just let them have that. I just wanted to quickly break into the episode and remind everyone to subscribe if you can. If you do choose to subscribe, you can do it right on our website. That address is ashestoashtv.com, A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-
ashtv.com. If you subscribe on the website, you'll get to see episodes early, discounts on merchandise, you'll get to see uncut and behind the scenes footage, commercial free episodes, and you'll get to be part of our private Facebook subscriber group. The cool thing about getting to be part of the Facebook subscriber group is you get a little more attention from the crew here at Ashes to Ash. So if you have questions, we'll answer those right away. And we also do private Q&As for the people who are part of that subscriber group. If you can subscribe, please do. If not, however, the show is always free. That's how we get in tips and solve these cases. And if you don't have the money to subscribe, one thing you can do to really help us out is share this episode and just subscribe maybe on Facebook and YouTube because those numbers also help us get further reach. And one last time, if you choose to subscribe, that website is ashestoashtv.com. And now, back to the episode. Basically, as soon as I finished talking to Kendra, I wrote down all the names that she had mentioned, and I started reaching out to each and every person. I think one of the most important things to remember here, this is still a theory. Now, granted, there are some extreme correlations that make it seem very valid, but I think one thing we all have to remember here is it's very important to hear everybody's side and talk to everybody who she's pointing a finger at when I interviewed her. So that was one thing that became really important to me was to make sure I talked to everybody. So I started reaching out to people one at a time. So I was really excited when I messaged Kira and she responded back to me. So I said, hello, Kira, my name is Ash, and I'm doing a documentary series about Robert B. I heard you might have some information, and I was wondering if we could chat. Please understand that some of these sources who mention you will be in upcoming episodes, so I'd really appreciate hearing your side so we can make sure we get everyone's version of what occurred. And then she said, what do you mean, my side? I met the kid one time, so I really don't know much of anything. And then I wrote, Hey, thanks for writing back. Sorry for the strange message. I always feel strange when I write someone who I've never met before, especially about such a heavy topic. So my sources are telling me that you might have been in the house on the day Bonsai died. Obviously, none of them say you were involved or hurt him in any way, and you may not have even known. So when I said your side, I just meant any information you might have. Sorry if that came off weird. And then she wrote, no, I don't even know where the kid lives. I met him one time, and that was at a park with his mom. And no, it wasn't the same day he went missing. And then she wrote, is it all right if I ask some questions? And I said, of course. She said, I just watched the episode of you interviewing Kendra, and I'm just trying to understand what she's saying my involvement was. Was she just saying that I lived in the house, that I knew the people associated with the house, or that I was somehow involved? Everybody seems to think that I was there because of the episode. And I said, we'll clear this up next episode. I was trying to get there to interview you so we could talk about this. And then we exchanged phone numbers so we could jump on a call. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I've been better after I heard what happened. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, I talked to Jerry. Okay. Apparently, okay, Teresa, uh, the girl that's staying with them now, Kendra, Jonathan, and um, what's his name? Josh? Yeah. We're all there. They brought him into the house and brought him downstairs to get him high. Um, what he heard, well, what Kendra had told him was that I guess he started getting really annoying 
and he fell and then I guess Josh jumped on top of him and started strangling him and ended up killing him and um, that's pretty much what Kendra and he said you heard the, the story from Teresa and there was one other person I wasn't sure but um, they said that's what happened. Wow, and um, and so Jerry Birch has obviously believed her when she told him this. Well, yeah, but he's he's trying to play it off. Because like, I said, Jerry, why don't you go to the cops about this? He's like, well, I just found out about it. But he just got done telling me that these people told him like a while back ago, almost when it happened. So he keeps changing the story uh, about when he found out. Yeah, he might I know be he protecting. doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, he's. He's protecting I asked him if he would talk to you. He said, well, yeah, but I'm not a rat. And I said, Jerry, dude, this isn't like ratting. This is like, this isn't just ratting people out. I mean, first of all, it's hearsay. They got to prove it or whatever, you know, I was trying yeah, to of course. coax him into But, I mean, he said he would. Am I supposed to go tell the cops about this or what? Because, yeah, so, yeah, I've been talking to them. I even talked to Rainey today more about this. So, I mean, obviously, I think you should do what you're comfortable with. If you feel like you need to go talk to him, I think that's great. So I don't think you'll be wasting their time or doing anything. But I think if they could hear it from somebody who was who knows that group, it would be really helpful. Because okay. me, I'm kind of an outsider. I'm also considered the media. So even and though they I do heard listen. My mom said that they're not really listening to you or trying to help you in any way. It's so they seem more, I went and met with them on the first, so they seem more forthcoming. They do seem interested in everything that I've given them so far. So I feel like they're being more positive about it. I just think that because I'm the media in their eyes, they don't see it, all the work that went into it. So I think that's the problem, but I feel like they're getting more, realizing how serious this is, so. I think the whole thing's bullshit and just makes me mad. So they, they can know who I am. I'm not scared okay. of Okay. Oh, wow. That's. That's amazing. So you don't mind going on the record? Oh, no, not at all. Wow, okay. Would you ever be willing to go on camera? Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't have that to. That might There's... be a little different. Okay, nope, that's fine. Because I'm, like, camera shy. Like... Oh, nope, that's totally fine. <laughs> I mean, is it, am I going to be on, will I have to be on TV? Uh, the show is now currently just is on YouTube and my website, but I can't promise you wouldn't be ever on TV. So I could, right. I can, uh, I don't know where. I have to think about that. Yeah, no, and that's totally fine. So, um, yeah, I know that's a big ask. So, um, but you don't mind if I share your the story you shared. Yeah, no, okay. totally cool. Okay, perfect. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that. No, um, so actually, I was getting ready to go down to the police station. Yeah. Uh, but I, like I said, I wanted to ask you if that's what I should do or no. I think, I mean, I would if I were you because it helps for them to hear stuff from you guys and I not just that, me. Yeah, that little boy didn't deserve that. That's why I could care less if they, you know, everybody around here already doesn't like me, so yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that would be amazing if you would go to the cops because I think that will help a lot. All right, well, as soon as I hang up with you, that's where I'm going. Is there somebody I should ask for? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, ask for Detective Rainey. Rainey. R-A-N-N-E-Y. Can you text it to me? Yep, I'll text okay. you. I'll text you his number, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Kira. Yep, thank you.
So I think one thing we need to keep in mind here is that when Kendra came forward with the alleged theory about what happened to Bonsai the night that he went missing, she throws out a bunch of names. And so my goal obviously had become to talk to each and every one of those people. But there were four people she names where she doesn't actually give them direct actions to what they had participated in or been involved in or been affiliated with in some way. She never says that they witnessed the crime specifically. She never says that they participated in the crime. And she never says that they helped cover it up. So th these people were really important for me to talk to, to find out if they knew anything. So I was more looking to talk to them to see if they had any information, if they had seen anything weird, if they had heard anything from the people they were affiliated with. And I think we need to talk about each of those people so that their names don't stay in the mix when they potentially might have just been affiliated with the house or the people, because up to this point, that's the only connection I found with these people. The first person, I think, is Kira, who you just heard her call and her messages. I felt genuinely that she did reside in the house at the time, but I didn't find any specific connection to the actual crime. She did seem genuinely surprised. And when I did start talking to her about it, she did go and talk to the people who Kendra had mentioned to see if she could get more detail, and she was able to do that. But when I first spoke to her, she did seem surprised at the prospect that anything had happened. And she personally was very forthcoming about her involvement with the house and with the people, and very vocal also about the fact that she wasn't there the night it happened. And it didn't seem that she had seen or heard anything prior to me starting to talk to her about it that linked to Bonsai's murder. And we have a subsequent interview coming up in a future episode where I actually meet her in person, so you'll be able to see that as well. I really feel like that name should kind of be set to the side right now is somebody who was able to help get us details, but not somebody who was actually there. The next two people are Nick Phillips and Randy Seidel, and unfortunately both of these gentlemen are in jail right now. I have tried to set up an appointment to talk to them and without success. I have talked to people who know them, so I have been able to navigate that a little bit. From what I can tell though from the people who speak to them, who then were speaking to me, it doesn't sound like they had any additional information to give or any specific involvement. I would like to talk to them specifically so that I can fully understand their kind of side of, of how things transpired back then, whether they ever had any clue of what might have happened or if they didn't. So I still think that's kind of an open-ended, but when we started talking to other people that Kendra mentioned, their names have not been brought up again as people who were in, actually involved. So I think their affiliation was with the house and with the people, but I am curious to still talk to them to see if they saw anything or know anything. And Kendra does say that Randy Seidel told her this story. So I would really, find it interesting to speak to him to see if that actually occurred and if so why he told that story but unfortunately because Nick Phillips and Randy Seidel are in jail I can't speak to them right now so we're continuing to work on that to see if they do have any information and what that might be but I haven't been able to find anyone else to corroborate the fact that they were actually in the house or involved somehow the night that Bonsai was allegedly murdered. And the last person who I haven't found anyone to corroborate his potential involvement or his uh, subsequent cover-up is Jamie McCreary. 
And I think that that's interesting because it, one more coincidence in this case, I had sent him messages, but as I mentioned earlier in the episode, they were on Facebook, so I'm not sure if he ever got them because we were not friends on Facebook. I was highly concerned at first because he did suggest to a person that they should watch the show after I sent him these messages. And then this person subsequently was said by a tipster to have been harboring something in his garage and maybe didn't even know he was. So I think that that's really what connected me to that at first because I thought it was really strange, those course of events. But I haven't found anyone else to corroborate his involvement, his subsequent helping with the cover-up to this point. So I really think we need to kind of put those four people off to the side. Maybe eventually they have some information or something they saw because it does appear that they were all affiliated with the people or with the house just not actually involved in the crime or the cover-up to this point. So my thought is let's kind of set those names aside for a minute. I do think they're pe all people I very much want to talk to and I hope do choose to talk to me or go on camera, you know, the two when they get out of jail and Jamie eventually if he ever uh, contacts me back. So I think for now though it's really important to kind of put those guys aside and stay focused on some of the other people that Kendra mentioned most of whom I've spoke to, so you'll see that in upcoming episodes. But I just wanna make sure we're being very clear along the way at where our investigation is headed. Again, this is still an alleged theory, so we are just trying to check off every box to see the validity of it and to see how strong the theory is. Victoria and I finally finished going through the basement of the house that Bonsai was allegedly murdered in. Jim, do you wanna go, uh... <laughs> no, 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 go look. You don't, I don't think you want to go out that door. Okay. Is your camera still going? Yeah. I think mine is the screen on the back one out though. All right, so we don't see a deep freeze. Doesn't mean it didn't exist, but. Yeah. But again, she didn't say for sure. I think it was more me looking to make sure we could. Wow. That staircase though, right? This is like steep, steep. Right? Yeah. Right as I was about to finish my edit on this episode, I received a surprising email. It read, Are you the lady on Facebook who's looking for Robert B. Jr.'s killer? If so, please call me. My name is Teresa Vansell. Created, produced, and edited by Ash Bettina. Production manager, Bree Blankenfeld. Assistant editor, Michael Howard. Cinematographer, Cole Ellers. Crew member, Victoria Gockler, Ashes to Ash website creator, Second Melody. If you have a tip or comments about the show, please message us on any of our social media sites or email us at ashland57 at gmail.com. A-S-H-L-A-N-D, the number 57, at gmail.com. We are happy to keep you anonymous. We will honor your preference. If you know of illegal activity involving this case, we recommend you reach out to your local law enforcement agency.